0: From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name is Greg Tepper. I am the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook, or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part. to Support your local mediocre internet show uh over there
1: was that my cue to switch it
0: it's Ashley pickle hi ashley hello i was just gonna let it linger linger yeah I'm no i'm here how's your weekend it's good yeah
1: yeah uh you know not too bad wow. kind of chill okay. actually it was pretty good like chilling wise i haven't had like a real chill weekend in a long time well good for you yeah excellent I wish we were outside though. It's really nice outside today. Actually, yeah.
0: Today. Um, the king, we've 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 reached the the best the best climate of the year, which is hoodie weather. Yes. Hoodie weather is the elite weather combination. And I will also throw this out there. There are very rare occasions. It's it's like a it's like a like a solar eclipse sometimes. <laughs> but every so often, every once in a while. You get the weather where the actual preferred clothing is a short is shorts and a hoodie. Hoodie.
1: That I was just fixing to say that that is the shorts and a hoodie weather. Literal goat. Yeah.
0: Shorts and hoodie weather. Again, it's it's pretty rare. Rare. Yeah. Maybe you get one day a year.
1: Yeah. And today would be. I feel like today's today's close. Close. Today's almost a little little too cold. A little bit. Yeah.
0: But every once in a while, you get shorts and hoodie weather, and that is
1: perfect oh the
0: sweetest plot. perfect I
1: was looking at the forecast too and on Friday like the high is like 66 and like the low is 43 so there's going to be some I'm going to take my jacket it. to uh, Rockwall well, this it's week also
0: freezing in here so yeah, yeah. Uh, today is Monday oh by the way is not here I, yeah. I honestly don't know where. I know. <laughs> Maybe well, ACL. Well, but here's the thing. No, he has been in our Slack chat, so I know that he is alive. He is up and breathing. <laughs> but he was at ACL paying homage to his queen Casey Musgraves. <laughs> so, um yes. Today is Monday, October 7th, 2019, 52 days until the best day of the year. Episode 831, 831 the number of total bases for Mark McLemore in his lesser Texas Rangers career. That is you and I's colleague at Fox Sports Southwest. It is. Technically, kind we of, yeah. have
1: the same bosses. That is yeah. Go
0: us. On today's show, guys, we're going an hour. We're doing it live. If it we'll do it live. We got Monday morning fallout. we got our big rankings reveal, revealing the new rankings in Dave Campbell's Texas football, the official rankings of Texas High School Football. We'll reveal them here about 1215. <clears> Middle of the show. Big time guest. The head coach of the 5 and 0. McAllen Rowe Warriors. The Nikki Rowe Warriors. Bobby Flores will join us. He's got the Warriors humming right now. We're going to talk about football down in the valley. Always love to talk football down in the valley. We will hear from uh, Coach Flores coming up here at the uh, in the middle of the show. Then we'll announce the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week nominees, the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Teams of the Week, and we'll wrap it all up with a nice campus crawl with, of course, a mystery order. We'll get into all that. Big show coming up on the program today.
1: And we got first four through the door. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joshua Gibbs, Levi. Oh Yeah, Levi, man, I'm sorry. That's a difficult one. We'll get there. Paul Roberts and Matthew McSpadden. Also wanted to throw out to Robert Cruz said, Saludos from Mexico City. Yes. That's kind of cool. Yeah, that is one
0: thing. If you are ever checking in on the show from, let's say, outside of what we would call the Southwest. So outside of Texas. Outside of even like Oklahoma, Arkansas, Louisiana, although Louisiana would never be cars as otherwise, New Mexico. If you are coming out of, if you're watching us from from outside of Texas or a state that borders Texas, is that fair? Yeah, that works. Let us know. We love to shout you out. So let us know. Anyway, um, there's that. <coughs> hey Ashley. Yes. Hit the air, it's Iron Time for Monday morning fallout. <laughs> of course, we overreacted to football weekend fair amount to overreact to. I was oh, there's the Oh, intro again.
1: look at that. Let's see. Ah, and we're back. I, you know.
0: Uh, hey, I didn't play okay.
1: this week in recruiting this time. That's so true. It's <laughs> an improvement. We got the first it's one right at least. We're moving in the right <laughs> direction.
0: Well, it's Monday morning. Fall overreact to football weekend. We'll start with my three big thoughts. Thought number one: No bye week here. So this was the biggest open date week of the year. And coaches, I'm always very cautious of calling it a bye week because it's not a bye week. They don't don't like that. They're not off. They are, it's a working week, but they just don't have a game. They're open date. But more teams had an open date this week than any other week of the year of the regular season. There's almost 30% of the state was off. And yet, I feel like while there were a lot of teams that were not playing this week, we still managed to have a number of really, really big time results. Mm Mm-hmm and c- from games some we saw coming the game you were at on Friday night for example you were yes. at Southlake Carroll's win over Denton Geyer. and obviously that has big ramifications mm-hmm. in the sense that look uh, Southlake Carrolls in the capacity to win that district ch- title but i will also say that in another way in, in other ways it has no ramifications in the sense that Denton is going to the division 2 bracket exactly. almost certainly i think they there may be a way that's not going to happen, that they go to the Division One bracket, but they're going to the Division Two bracket almost certainly, and South Lake Carroll is definitely going to the Division One bracket. Mm-hmm. So that loss for Geyer is not necessarily crippling, but I think it still provides us with a really interesting data point about how good South Lake Carroll is.
1: That, it, I mean... Quinn, you were the sophomore quarterback. That kid is absolutely impressive. Just watching it, I mean, it was it was insane, the things that he was doing. I think five passing touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns. It was unbelievable what he could do.
0: Yeah, he's a stud.
1: He really, really he's is. He's a stud.
0: We knew that was going to be a big game. It turned out to be a big game. The other one, you go out to East Texas with Pleasant Grove and Carthage. And Carthage's win over, over PG. Mm-hmm. And again... No real playoff implications because Carthage is Division One team. Pleasant Grove is Division Two team. I still think Pleasant Grove will have our rankings here in a moment, but <laughs> I have a feeling I, I think that Pleasant Grove may still be the best team in four Division Two. But they lost. Carthage looked if they had ever left the conversation for four Division One, then they have certainly reinserted themselves back in that conversation. But then there were other kind of surprises around the state. Um, I thought that Weimer's win over Flatonia was very impressive. Mm -hmm. I thought that Klein Oaks up, I'm sorry, Klein Canes' upset win over the Woodlands was very impressive. I also thought Klein Oaks' big win uh, over over Klein Collins was very impressive as well. Um, Overall, even though there were a lot of teams that took the week off, high school ball didn't take the week off. There were a lot of big time moves. Uh, that are going to make for an interesting stretch run. Because now we're we're in the back half of the regular season, guys. Mm-hmm. There's five weeks left in the regular season. Which is it, crazy. It's going to be a mad scramble <laughs> to the finish. Thought number one. Thought number two, consistently chaotic. And that's the only way to describe what goes on in college football in the state every week. Um, whether it's a team that we had crowned that goes out there and plays with their food in a big way. Looking at USMU. <laughs> Uh, but they won and I think that we're kind of still in the part and we'll talk about this in our campus crawl I don't think we're in a part we've reached a point where SMU can start um, start being upset about the style in which they win wins are wins still and wins are still impressive wins that's fine then there's teams that we buried that go out there and play their best game of the year like Texas Texas Tech Tech? (laughs) that was super impressive it really was to go and I mean they that game got a little hairy late but they were they were the better team. Well, and
1: ball. yeah, when you start watching it from the beginning, I was like, okay, how long until Texas Tech just gives this one up? And they yeah. really kept going no. the whole time. Jet
0: Duffy was terrific. Um it was that was very impressive. Um and then you had teams that I think if you want to say that they have been the most consistent, I think that's fair. Texas goes on the road to West Virginia,
1: started a little slow but then the kicker was under review for targeting when do you hear that i tweeted i was like out of if you want to know how this game is going that sums it up in one sentence
0: (laughs) but they but they picked it up and they they won in a way that was impressive and baylor baylor goes on the road and what i felt like maybe a bit of a trap game they go to kansas state and they take care of business or iowa state i think take care of business no Kansas State. Kansas State take care of us. That was a very <laughs> impressive. And, and if you're talking about teams that have been consistent, those would be the two teams that I spotlight. Uh, that's thought number two. Thought number three, halfway there. It, again, we are in now week seven of the Texas high school football season. We're into week seven, and uh, we we have at least well for Jasper's had three games canceled, but in we have had we are now ha- at the point where we have basically f- at least five data points for each team. I feel like we are t- starting to figure out now that we're at the halfway part point, we're starting to figure out who the teams are that are going to be playing deep into December. But at the same time, it's also worth remembering that for most of those data points in the early going, don't matter. These are the games that matter. Now that we're in district play, this is where the bracket is getting shaped. This is where we're figuring it out. So we're, in the, we're halfway through the Texas high school football regular season. And yet the most important half is still to come. Those are my three big thoughts.
1: I almost came in with another song on that one and started singing Journey, but I didn't. I spared you for today. You're welcome.
0: <coughs> three <laughs> three helmet stickers. <laughs> it's too early in the week. <laughs> three helmet stickers. Helmet sticker for Richardson Pierce running back, Dequan London. Carried the ball forty-two times <laughs> for three hundred and twenty-six yards and four touchdowns for Pierce. Big one for them. A helmet sticker for SMU wide receiver James Prochet. They he willed them back into that game. Eleven catches, 153 yards, and two touchdowns, including the game winner in triple overtime. Uh, SMU wide receiver James Prochet was sensational on Saturday. Uh, a big reason why they are still undefeated. One of the one of the only one of the big reasons why they're still undefeated. Uh, James Prochet, the wide receiver for SMU a helmet sticker for him. And a helmet sticker. For Kennedy, running back and defensive back at Cam Miller. Kennedy off to a fantastic start. Think five and one. 119 yards and two touchdowns rushing. He had a kickoff return for a touchdown. He also had five tackles, a tackle for loss, and an interception. Helmet sticker for Kennedy, running back and defensive back Cam Miller. Three teams to watch. Klein Oak. In back-to-back weeks, Jason Glenn's squad has now beaten the Woodlands and Klein Collins. That is very impressive. Uh, Klein Oak is a team that I have certainly got my eye on now going forward. And when you take a look at the way that that district is shaking out, you um, can't help but feel like they're going to have a chance to make some noise uh, in a big way. Uh, they are now, as I pulled up, they are now three and one in that district. Um, but they have wins over Collins and the Woodlands. Those are going to serve them well going forward. Um, very, very impressive for Klein Oak. Uh, and that defense is starting to bow up. That is a very impressive one. They'll be a big favorites this week against winless Klein forest. Team to watch Baylor, as I mentioned, maybe the most consistent team in in, in the state. Um, it's not always pretty. I don't think that they play a particularly like to the, to the neutral. I don't know if they play this particularly like attractive style of football mm-hmm. that they're just really efficient and they're, they are they run the ball pretty well. John Lovett showed up late in that game in a big way. The defense plays well. Um, over look built still bigger bigger fish to fry coming forward, bigger um, bigger challenges ahead. But through five weeks they have been, or through five games rather, they have been very impressive uh, as far as just their consistency. Uh, they're not going to get those. Ha- their, I don't think they're, they're this highlight worthy team that's going to lead Center every week. Mm. But what they're going to do is they're going to go out there and they're going to be a problem for everyone they play. Team to watch. And Sterling City. Big win for them over Rankin. Uh, I think in the six-man ranks. That was a very impressive result for them. One of the most impressive results of the weekend. Um, Those are three teams to watch. Three teams to worry about. Bremond goes out there and gets bodied by Hamilton. Very, very disappointing. Uh, Brema, you know, in the um, in two A Division two, which has been so chaotic, two um, A Division two has been crazy. They were a team that looked like they were bobbing along, going pretty well, unscathed, had put together, uh, you know, five good results, and then for some reason, I'm not saying Hamilton, you know, credit to Hamilton, give them all the credit in the world, and they're actually having a better there better year than you would think. And by the way, that's two A Division two losing to a three A Division two, but still. That was a bit of a disappointing loss there for Bremon. UTEP. Well, (laughs) I guess we know now who the worst team in the state is. Uh, That was ugly. Did you watch
1: every single snap like you were hoping that you would be able to? Of
0: course I didn't. No. (laughs) I watched uh, about half of it. Yeah, and it's just but that's UTEP, more than a lot of people. UTEP just looked inept offensively, and that was just it was just really disappointing. And UTSA has got an okay defense, but mm. not the kind they should shut down UTEP.
1: It's like I was saying that that last time we talked about UTEP. It they go out, there, it doesn't look like they know what they're doing. Like it's confusion yeah. all over the. I don't I don't yeah. know what the It'll, miscommunication yeah. is there.
0: <laughs> and finally, we mentioned at the Woodlands, um, they lose to Klein Kane. Uh, credit to Klein Kane. That's a great win for them. Uh, but suddenly. Uh, in that same district, um, when you're talking about district um, 13 six, or 19, 15, 6A, they're now two and two in district and losses to uh, Klein, uh, Klein Oak, and now Klein Kane. That is very disappointing. And the Woodlands uh, tumbling down the rankings now, just three and three on the year. Uh, after a really hot start, they've really faded here. So there are three teams to worry about, and that is Monday morning fallout. <clears throat> We are Texas football today. We're here every weekday at noon on texasfootball.com. Talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's, Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell. And of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Texasfootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Become a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider. Texasfootball.com slash insider. It's a subscription pa- Our subscription package. <laughs> Whoa, slow down fast. there. <laughs> subscription package. Two magazines, a year's worth of exclusive online content at texasfootball.com. dot com. Um makes a great kids as well. Uh it's TexasFootball.com to become a Dave Campbell's a Texas Football Insider.
1: You can get one for uh, Columbus Day. That's coming, Is that up, coming soon. up. Yeah, I think it's next week. Next Monday.
0: That sounds right. Sure. It's We're an gonna October go. holiday. We're
1: uh, no fake news here, remember? All facts. All facts. Nothing but facts. <laughs>
0: Dave Campbell's Texas football is ready to unveil its Week 7 statewide Texas High School football rankings. The rankings are compiled by the Dave Campbell's Texas football staff. DCTF has published the state's most respected Texas high school football rankings for decades and is the official rankings provider for the Associated Press starting this season. Weekly rankings are revealed live at Texas Football Today each Monday at noon. That's right here and right now uh, on texasfootball.com live and Complete rankings can be found at texasfootball.com rankings. Time to get through the Dave Gamble's Texas Football Class 6A rankings. We will start there. And in 6A, a little bit of movement, but not a ton of changes. Uh, the top 10 remains relatively unscathed, with the exception of denton Geyer dropping from 7 to 17 with their loss to Southlake Carroll, and taking their spot in the top 10. Cy Fair, everyone kind of slots up a spot. Um, Austin Vandergrift, Eul's Trinity, and San Antonio Brandeis each up a spot, each up two spots as well. Two newcomers, Katie Tompkins. Even with a loss to Katie, they were awful impressive in doing so. Played them their toughest, just their second toughest, um, just the second time they played within single digits um, in their long district winning streak. We were very impressed with them. They move into the top 25 and 24. And Klein Oak into the top 25 with a 35-33 win. Over Klein Collins, very impressive. The top 25, relatively unchanged, especially in the top five. Duncanville, Katy, Allen, Longview, and Galena Park, North Shore round out your top five. Game to keep an eye on. Number six, Westlake against number 15, Lake Travis, coming up this week. <clears throat> to 5A Division one we go, where? Chalk! Oh. <laughs> it's all chalk. <laughs> everyone, everyone won. It's all exactly the same. Frisco, Wakeland, Frisco Lone Star's big win over Frisco Wakeland. Keeps them number one. Alvin Shadow Creek's shutout win over... Alvin Shadow Creek and Ten Ryan both score shutout wins over there. Texas City and Carrollton Newman-Smith, respectively. Lovekin survives a scare uh, from Magnolia, but stays at number five. Hutto remains steady at number six. Richmond Foster at number seven. Idle Lancaster at number eight. San Antonio Wagner is stays at number nine. Uh, and unbeaten Allen Cooper remains the same at number ten. 5A Division two. Also chalk, entirely the same. Alino got a scare, a big scare mm-hmm. for Midlothian. Had to go to overtime, but ends up winning. They remain number one, although that gap is closing, I will say. Manville remains the same at number two. Cal Allen rounds out the top three. The big game to keep an eye on this week. Number four, and Consolidated taking on number eight, Lamar Consolidated. Should be a boatload of fun. One small note. Number 10, Port Lavaca Calhoun. Actually, this is my fault. I sent you, we had ch- changed information. Port Lavaca Calhoun is actually forfeited their game mm-hmm. to Alice due to the use of an ineligible player. They are three and two on the year, but we go with on the field results as a, and as a result, they will remain the same at number two uh, or number ten rather. But they are three and two, and that is a district loss for them. So keep an eye on that. Port Lavaca Calhoun is three and two on the year, although they remain number ten in Dave Campbell's Texas Football's rankings. To four A we go, where we lose. Uh, we we have a little bit of change here, uh, as uh, especially everyone moving up uh, with the loss. Uh, who lost in four division one? I can't remember. Um God, lame, why am I blanking on this?
1: Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, Hashtag oh. get pickle on board. Yeah, I know. You really should. <laughs> um,
0: I need to, to pull this up, but I this is obviously because I am uh, I am doing too many things at once. Um,
1: it's a Monday. Ceiling. ceiling.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Sealy lost to Needville. And as a result, Needville jumps into the top 10 at the 10 spot, replacing the team that they beat uh, there. An impressive win for Needville. Everything else remains relatively the same. Everybody chalks up a spot. Um, the top three remain the same in Argyle, Leve- Carthage, and La Vega. Very impressive win uh, for Carthage. Uh, Decatur and Columbia, West Columbia were idle. They are each up a spot. Dumas up a spot after a win over Borger. Brownwood up a spot after a win over Conroe Oakridge, uh, or Connor Grand Oak, rather. Uh, Grand Oaks rather. and S- and Springtown Inland Passes each up a spot uh, to n- eight and nine respectively. To 4A Division 2 we go where we have a new number one. The number one team in 4A Division 2, the Waco Connolly Cadets, who survived a bit of a scare but beat a very game Lorena squad. That is enough to nudge them ahead of Pleasant Grove, who lost to Carthage in this one. West Orange Sharks stay steady at number three with their canceled game against Jasper. Everything else relatively the same. Uh, Geronimo Navarro was idle. there, up a spot to number nine. Fairfield up a spot with a, a win at number ten or uh, from number ten with a win over Madisonville. And new to the rankings, number ten Iowa Park back in the rankings. They were idle, but uh, with a result uh, with uh, uh, a, a loss uh, in four A Division two. Uh, with uh, uh, with the Iowa Park joining the rankings they will join uh, they join at number 10 two ready
1: mhm three here we go then. where
0: a few different changes Jefferson's loss to Hugh Springs drops them from number 4 to number 9 everything else remains basically the same with everyone chalking up a spot Atlanta's up a spot Rockdale's up a spot Dye Ball's up a spot by the way the computers love Die ball. what they've been doing. Uh, they beat Crockett this week very impressively, 43 to 10. Pottsboro up a spot. Staying the same at number 10 is idle Eastland. But Jefferson, the drop there from four to number nine. Big game this week against Mount Vernon. And in three A Division two. Uh, a little bit more chaos. The top five is unchanged. Canadian, East Bernard, Newton, Gunner, and Rogers remain all the same. But Crane, with their big win over Ozona, chalk up from number nine to number six. Abernathy was idle. They stay the same at seven. Cisco, with their win over Merkel, stays the same. Friona was idle. They are up a spot to number 10. And back into the top 10, Poth, their 48-27 win over Boteet, is good enough to earn them the number 10 spot in 3A Division one in the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Rankings. To 2A we go, where 2A Division 1 is chalky. The entirety of <laughs> most of them were off. Refurio, San Saba, Mason, Alto, and Post all had scheduled bye week. San Augustine ended up getting one. Their game with Centerville was canceled, and everyone else won. Number two, Shiner, was a big winner over Lexington. Holly uh, De- uh, was a big win over Seymour to remain unbeaten. New Deal and Holland each won as well. Uh, they are all unbeaten. Everything else basically the same in two A Division One, and it wouldn't be a week without some changes in two A <laughs> Division Two. The good news is the top five remain the same. Uh, Fall City, Albany, Mart, Stamp, Stratford, and Grapland all remain the same. They are I- all either idle or winners. Wellington up a spot to number six with the loss of Bremont, who drops out of the rankings. Uh, Hamlin uh, up a spot up. Three spots from number ten to number seven, despite being idle. Flatonia uh, drops, uh, stays the same at number eight with a loss to Weimer. Wheeler is new to the rankings. Their 37-30 win over Groover uh, is good enough to earn them a spot. And into the rankings, the Rawls Jackrabbits, number ten in Dave Campbell's Texas Football and the 2A Division II rankings. To Class 1A we go, where we get some help from our six-man insider, Lehman Saunders. Everything pretty much the same in 1A Division 2. There was a swap between Ira and Sterling City. Sterling City drops a spot with their win over Rankin, uh, but Ira, a very impressive 45-point Mercy Rule win over Ropesville. Ropes, they are up a spot. Everything else remains the same. Balmoray remains un- remains undefeated and number one. McLean got a very nice win over Happy. They are at st- sticking there at number three, and White Deer got a nice Nice a gutty win over Milford. They remain the same, and Milford, number 5, stays the same with that very close loss to White Deer. Everything else, pretty much the same. Rankin stays the same at number 10 with their loss or to Sterling City. And in 1A Division 2, Strawn loses to Garden City and checks down a spot to number 2, taking their spot at number 2. Grand Falls Royalty just behind number 1 and undefeated Jayton. Uh, Blackwell up a spot with their win over Veribes. Calvert down a spot with their loss to a very close loss uh, to Coolidge. Uh, everything else, Motley County down, down a spot with their loss to Knox City. 116-94 to 94 was the score in that game. Good. Oakwood Next. Oakwood down uh, down a spot to number 8 with a loss to Union Hill. And Brooksmith remains the same at number 10. To private schools we go, where 11-man finally had a... A normal week. Cedar Hill Trinity remains the same at I- I- Idle, but Fort Worth Nolan is right on their heels. Very impressive win over Dallas Bishop Lynch. They remain the same at number two. Idle Houston Second Baptist stays the same at number three. Houston Re- Austin Regents rather, got a big win over San Antonio Holy Cross. They remain the same at number four. And Dallas Parish Episcopal sticks at number five with their 57-12 win over Fort Worth Christian. Rounding it out, private school six-man. Uh, we had a big game, big showdown between number one, Baytown Christian, and number two, Houston Emory Weiner. Won by Baytown Christian. They stay the same at number one. Taking the spot at number two, Dallas Lake Hill Prep, 58-36 winners over Denton Calvary. Houston Emery Weiner down a spot to number two, or to number three, rather, with their loss to Baytown Christian. Watauga Harvest Christian remains undefeated. They are number four, and Bolverde Bracken is number five. Rounding out the top five of our private six-man, rankings you can find all of this at texasfootball.com uh texasfootball.com slash rankings is where you can find the rankings up right now they're going live as soon as i make them active and done boom texasfootball.com slash rankings where you find the complete texas high school football rankings of record uh brought to you by dave campbells of texas football we are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Campbells, and of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. I want to invite you to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. It's our subscription package. All sorts of good stuff for insiders. If you become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider, you get the two thousand and nineteen recruiting edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football mailed directly to you. Uh, it will show up in your in your um, mailbox sometime in early December. You also get the two thousand and twenty summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, the Bible of Texas football, the magazine you know us for. That will show up in your ma- in your mailbox um, in next June. You also get a year's worth of exclusive, exclusive online content at texasfootball.com, including computer rankings of every Texas high school football team, computer projections of every Texas high school football game, a season's worth of Tep and Step, our premium high school football podcast, uh, a season's worth of re, uh, Republic of Football Extra podcasts. We're going to do TFT extras, all sorts of good stuff, uh, recruiting analysis from our friends at Next Level Athlete, um, all sorts of very good stuff. Uh, become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at texasfootball.com. Actually, I'm going to send you another number. That might be. That's his. Try that one. I'm sending, I just texted you another number. Um, become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. TexasFootball.com. It makes a great gift as well. It's TexasFootball.com. To become Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. We're recording step and step this afternoon. So if you are an insider, you can listen to us nerd out on week seven of the Texas high school football season. Can't believe it's already week seven. Um, and, yeah, I'm trying to think of other things I wanted to tell you guys. Kind of coming up late. We're, we're uh, attempting to get Bobby Flores uh, from McAllen Rowe on the phone here on Texas Football Today, so hang with us. We will be there in just a moment. Hopefully he answers his phone. There's always a danger.
1: Hey, I think we got him.
0: Okay. Um, but they are off to a fantastic start. Um, they are 5-0 and to start the year. Uh, feeling very good about themselves after their big win over La Jolla Juarez-Lincoln wanted to talk to some Warriors football and so as a result we were there we good
1: yeah we're up you gave me the wrong number again I did not Mm -hmm. I did not Ashley let's go to the hotline
0: and bring in the head coach of the five and oh undefeated McAllen row Warriors we're joined by coach Bobby Flores coach how are you good how are you excellent how are things in beautiful McAllen Texas
2: Right now, it's beautiful. we got good weather out here. You know, we just got done with athletic period with the kids and uh, getting ready to get to work in this afternoon.
0: Well, you guys are off to a fantastic start uh, so far. 5-0, and uh, a big win, a uh, big district win over La Jolla Juarez Lincoln, Lincoln rather uh, on Friday night. I'm interested, what do, you, what do you think has been the biggest key to you guys' hot start this year?
2: Well, I think that the key has been that we've, we've gotten to get better week to week on all three phases of our, our game. Uh, we've been able to hold on to the football, you know, especially on offense, as far as you know, limiting the turnovers. And and on on the other side, we've been able to create turnovers, uh, you know, along several games to get us in good field position or put us in a good field position. So it's been a combination of all three phases and and getting better. So we hope to continue that, you know, down the stretch.
0: I want to go back to, to week one because I feel like that was the, the the game that really sparked you guys, a 44-41 win over Westlake. That's still Westlake's only loss of the year. Um, you know, they are, they're, they're a program that I think down there in the Valley needs no introduction, one of the proudest programs down there in the Rio Grande Valley. Do you feel like that was a, a big jump start for your program, big jump start to your season?
2: Well, absolutely. Westlake, like you said, is, is a great you know, school that that's very rich in tradition with football, and they're a very good football team. Uh, it was a great start for us. It was a battle, nonetheless, uh, to the very end. You know, we scored with about, I believe, maybe a minute or so left on the on the clock, if not less than that. I can't remember exactly, but yeah, it was it was a great great to see that uh, our kids, you know, got to fight hard to the end because in football, you know, we we keep, we constantly remind them that it, it's uh, it's a four quarter game. We came out and made some mistakes early. We were able to rebound and, and finish uh, strong. But but to their credit, they had a great team also. I mean, they, they had a pass also to the very last second uh, that, that was close uh, in trying to come back to do this. So, but, no, it was, it was a big win for us. But uh, we have to continue and and get better because we have some very good teams also in our district that finish up here that are very, that are really, very really good and very well coached.
0: Well, one of those teams you guys beat on Friday night, La Jolla Juarez Lincoln, I think uh, a team that's probably better than their record indicates. But you guys, you guys jump all over them early, uh, twenty to nothing at the end of the first quarter, uh, thirty-seven to nothing uh, at the end of the at the end of the first half. Well, uh, how important was it for you guys uh, to start fast in that game to, to run out to to an early lead uh, to to kind of quash any upset hopes that the Huskies had?
2: Well, it was very important, like you said. They're they're very good. They're a very good football team. I know they. A couple of touchdowns here and there, and the record would, would you know, mm-hmm. would be different. But we knew going to their place that we had to come out because they also have a very good quarterback and a receiver uh, combo over there on offense and on defense. They're big and physical up front, so we were fortunate to come out and make a big play right in the initial kickoff. When we kicked off, we were able to get a, a combo and, and and score immediately to to set the tone. That helped us, you know, get started fast. And and then after that, we were able to. To uh, slow down their offense a bit, and we were able to score on some short field possessions early in the game.
0: We're talking with Bobby Flores, the head coach of the undefeated McAllen Rail Warriors here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation hashtag TF Today, uh, Coach. I don't mean to bring up a, a sore subject, but uh, if you go back to last year, um, five and five, you guys basically narrowly missed the playoffs at, in, in the in, essentially in the final week. Um. I, I, I'm, I'm interested. What has been has that been a motivating factor for you guys throughout the offseason and in the early going?
2: Well, I mean, it was it was tough last year to lose, especially one of our inner city rivals, the last game of the year by by seven points. The decision that we took into the season. season, uh, you know, but we, we we have it. Of course, you know, it, it's there. But I think this is a new group of kids, and we going to focus on the finals, and, and we're taking it one week uh, at a time. Uh, of course players being one of our, our goals along with you know possibly you know making a run at, at a district championship but we try to focus mainly on week to, or week, to week week to week opponents and, and getting better that's where we've 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 focused our attention and, and we have a good group of seniors that we're hoping to to continue that you know that for for them to continue to lead us and for us to work hard
0: when one of those seniors um is, is your quarterback Jonas Ortiz, and and I can I can talk about the the numbers that he's completing seventy seven percent of his passes, that he's thrown for sixteen touchdowns against just one interception, and obviously is you know the most important thing is that he's five and zero this season as the quarterback. But uh, but you know you're the guy who gets to see him every day in practice. Um, what is it about Jonas Ortiz that makes him special?
2: Well, number one, he, he's a he's a kid that works extremely hard in in both the classroom and in, in the, on the football field. He's a kid that also is, is uh, you know, is very hungry. You know, he, he doesn't you know sit well with anything. He, he always challenges himself week to week, and he leads by example. Also, he's a student of the game, uh, so he comes in, you know, with a frame of mind of studying. You know, week to week, what we're going to be going up against, and uh, you know, and he just he brings a lot of energy. So we're we're fortunate to have him because uh, he also you know he's another coach for us on the field. And, uh, you know, he just, like I said, he just brings a lot of week in and week out. And, and he's, he's he's bad on top of, he's a, he's a coach's son as well. So, i said that since he started with us as a same even He's a coach's son, and uh, his dad's a, a defensive coordinator out in La Ruya High School. And he's instilled in him some, some very good work ethic, and I think that carries on and helps us tremendously.
0: On the other side of the ball, uh, your defense is off to an excellent start this year as well, and, and a lot of it can be traced back to your outstanding uh, senior linebacker Josiah Alonso, a, a three-year starter, uh, a guy who I think it's fair to say is not going to uh, is not is not going to 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 intimidate a ton of people walking off the bus. You know, he's just five eight, 160 pounds, but this guy is a workhorse. Uh, what can you tell us about this young man?
2: Well, he's, he's he's along the lines of, like like you said. He's a workhorse. He doesn't you know he doesn't back down from any kind of challenge, and he's very athletic. You know, very good athletic inside the side, and he's a very smart player as well. You know, he's able to see and, and direct our defense to where we need to be aligned with his defensive linemen and linebackers, and uh, he's become a complete player as a sophomore. Like you said, I was a little I was a little hesitant just because of his, you know, his size and to play linebacker, but. He worked extremely hard these last couple of years to put himself. He's gotten stronger and faster, and and also he's also a student of the game that helps us study and make sure that you know he understands what we're trying to do defensively to put our guys in the right positions to help us, you know, uh, defensively.
0: Uh, you're in your fourth year there at at, at row. Um... You know, down there in the McAllen area, I know that it's always heated competition down there between between everybody whenever they get together. Uh, but you know, Row has been a program that we've kind of been waiting to, to get back on track to uh, to really have that big program. It looks like you guys are, are really trending in the right direction. I'm interested over the course of maybe since you arrived, uh, can you can you notice a difference in the program uh, that that you've seen uh, from from when you arrived to what you're seeing now?
2: Well, I mean the. It's, it's always been, you know, we've had a lot of pride in our school. Uh, I've been there for, I'm going on my my 20th year coaching as an assistant and, and, and moving on up. But I have to give a lot of credit to our, our you know, our staff, my football staff, and and our administration here at McCannon. You know, McAllen, we have a lot of uh, support, and we've, we've been able to to work together, you know, and 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 provide, you know, just some guidance for these guys. I mean, they've always had it in them. We're just uh, fortunate that, that we're able to. To, to have been able to work, and we continue to work. Because it's, it's a complete, you know, player that we want to develop. It's not just football and, and developing their character and making sure that they're doing what they're supposed to do in class and, and being role models. So I, I to answer your question, I, yes, I do. I do think that we made an impact. Uh, I know we've always had good kids, though, but my, the credit goes to, to my staff uh, as far as my coaching staff and, you know, otherwise our, our administration and the district that's always been so supportive. We're very blessed. Uh, to be in the
0: situation where we have a lot of support. Bobby Flores, McAllen Road, joining us here on Texas Football Today. Um, Coach, it's, it's on to the next one, and and it seems like you guys don't get any sort of break. Uh, you guys now uh, take on a, a PSJA North squad. It's feeling pretty good about themselves. Three and two at the moment are the Raiders. I, I don't want to ask you to give away your game plan, but uh, when you take a look at what you're going to be up against uh, this Friday night, what do you what do you see?
2: Well, they're, they're absolutely, absolutely. Uh, the Raiders are a great football team, and they're very well coached. They have uh, several very, very good athletes on both sides of the ball. So you know we're going to have to come out and play very, very good football, very sound football all the way across. They have some weapons uh, with with their quarterback on He's a you know he's he's a returner for them. They've got a very good strong defensive front. You know, and, and they're a team that went you know two rounds last year in the playoffs. So mm-hmm. you know what we need to do is that we need to we need to focus on. On, on, of obviously like we said earlier is not turning over the football, taking care of the football, being able to withstand drives and, and score uh, because we know they're going to be up for this game and up for the time that if you look back at, at some of their losses, they're one or two positions away, you know, from also being, you know, you know, undefeated. So we have to just kind of look, you know, past that. And, and of course, we respect them. We're just going to have to, we know we're going to have to play well in order to beat them.
0: Uh, and finally, Coach, when you when you kind of zoom out, you take a look at District 36A. It seems like at, at at the very least, the top five teams, all pretty evenly matched. A uh, lot, a lot of, a lot of, of parity there. Um, you know, I know folks know McAllen Memorial is a, is a squad that's always going to be in the mix. Mission, you know, PSJA is having a really nice year this year. You add in the team you're up against, PSJA North. Uh, from from your perspective, when you take a look at what the way the district 36A is shaking out, uh, what do you see from your from your end of, of things?
2: Well, it's going to be a battle to the end, and, and and you said it right, and I and I truly believe it's not it's not just a handful; it's it's all the district. I mean, anybody can beat anybody on any given week. You got a very powerful squad, like you said in PSGA, that you know they're the defending champions. They're they're playing very good football. You know, you have Campbell Spates mm-hmm. that we have to face there down the road which is you know, just outstanding running back, and he's got a you know good, you know, very good defense and teammates, and Coach Littleton you know, doing what he's done year in and year out. Uh, PSJ North, we're going to face them. Coy out of missing, they have a really good offense explosive. And, and you can't count La Jolla. Those are the teams that we have. So um, we know that all these teams, you know, have, are, are right there up with everybody. I think everybody's evenly matched. Mm-hmm. It's the team that comes out that, that makes the least amount of mistakes and that can can execute on all three phases in, in order to win because that's what it's going to take. It's going to be a grind till the end, in my opinion.
0: He is Bobby Flores. He's the head coach of the 5-0 McAllen-Row Warriors. Coach, really appreciate your time. Congratulations again on your big week or your big win last week and your great start. And uh, best of luck this weekend down the road. I appreciate that. Thank you for the time. Thank you. There he goes, Bobby Flores, the head coach of the McAllen-Row Warriors, looking for their third playoff appearance in four years. Uh, when you've already matched your win total from last year in, in five games, pretty good things. Pretty good things. They're trending up, and that's that's tough. This is a this is a big game this week. Uh, PSJA North. If they can if they can win this game against PSJA North, they've got to feel really good about their standing. They got to feel really good about where about where they're heading. Um, even with uh, I would say some of the some of the tougher teams um, still to come in that district. You know, they still um, they still. In fact, you know, you can make an argument. That they still have, you know, three. They're, they're still about to play four, probably the, including them, the other four real contenders in that district. Uh, they still got to play. Um, they still got to play. PSJA North still got to play. PSJA. Uh, they still got to play at Mission and they're still going to play uh, McCallum Memorial to finish the year. You know, you add in a team like La Jolla as well. This is a big win. If they get this win this week, they got to feel like they are feel. They they got to feel like the the playoffs are going to happen for them. A Huge game this week uh, at home. Uh, big game for them as they play PSJ North. We appreciate Bobby Flores taking a little bit of time for us. Uh, very cool. So, appreciate him um, answering the phone, which I What's, definitely gave you the right, the right we phone finally number.
1: finally got the right number. I, I copy-pasted it. Well, you copy. You mess it from the control C to control V. Something no, went wrong. He
0: he. Uh, that was his office number? And mm-hmm. then I sent you his cell phone number, and he answered his cell phone, which means mm-hmm. okay. well, he just went in his office. It's fine. Oh, okay. It's fine. I'm glad we got Bobby, Bobby Flores yes, on. Thank you, yes, thank you, Coach. We're Texas Football. Today we're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com, slash Campbell's, Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com, slash Campbell's, And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Pay some bills, pay some bills. Dave Campbell's Texas football along with Wells Fargo and in conjunction with the Academy Sports announced Outdoors, Texas Bull is proud to present the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week Award to the most deserving high schooler in the state of Texas. Every Monday at noon, texasfootball.com announces 10 candidates for that week's award. Based on the previous week's on-field performance, we then leave it to you. Voting at texasfootball.com. It's up right now. Voting closes each Friday at noon, the winner being announced here on Texas Football Today shortly thereafter. Your week... Six, Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week nominees, Knox City athlete Abraham Navarez. So we're always pretty hesitant about putting um, six-man guys on here because they're, some of the numbers in six-man can be crazy. This was – we had no choice. <laughs> Abraham Navarez had 650 total yards and 12 total touchdowns for Knox City in their big win uh, this past week. Um yeah, Abraham Navarro. is a misrespectful player <laughs> for the Greyhounds. First goal, lone star, wide receiver Marvin Mims had eight catches, two hundred and sixty one yards and four touchdowns, and he also ran the ball for thirty six yards. I was there. It was amazing. Amarillo quarterback Will Maynard threw for three hundred and sixty one yards and five touchdowns. Also ran for 130 yards, thirty one yards rather and two scores. South Lake Carroll quarterback Quinn Ewers, 333 yards and four touchdowns passing, 117 yards and two touchdowns on the ground in their big win over Denton Geyer.
1: I was there and it was awesome.
0: 10 <laughs> quarterback Cole Andrews, 20 of 27 passing, 364 yards and five touchdowns. That's a sharp game for Cole Andrews. Port Lavaca Calhoun running back Steve Johnson carried the ball three, 33 times for 358 yards and four touchdowns on the ground for the Sand crabs. Abilene Cooper, running back Noah Garcia, 30 carries, 262 yards, and four touchdowns for the still undefeated Cougars. Longview Spring Hill, quarterback Gage White, threw for 425 yards and six touchdowns through the air. Orangefield running back and safety, Clayson Choate, he ran for 83 yards and a score. He returned two kickoffs for touchdowns. He returned an interception for a touchdown, and he had seven tackles. And finally... Houston Sterling running back Frank Brown carried the ball 11 times for 145 yards and four touchdowns, which means he had seven carries that weren't touchdowns. He also had five catches for 212 yards and three scores. So he touched the ball 16 times and scored seven of them. <laughs> Those are your week six <laughs> Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week nominees. Knox City athlete Abraham Navarro Frisco Lone Star wide receiver Marvin Mims, Amarillo quarterback Will Maynard, Southlake Carroll quarterback Quinn Ewers, Jurdenton quarterback Cole Andrews, Port Lavaca Calhoun running back Steve Johnson, Abilene Cooper running back Noah Garcia, Longview Spring Hill quarterback Gage White, Orangefield running back and safety Clayson Choate, and Houston Sterling running back Frank Frank Brown. Vote early. Vote often. Vote now at TexasFootball.com. Dave Campbell's Texas football is proud to present the one. We're proud to honor one team from each public school classification with the Team of the Week award. The schools selected throughout the course of this program have best exemplified the best in Texas high school football. Your Week 6 Dave Campbell's Texas football teams of the week. In 6A, Klein Kane. In one of the biggest upsets of the week, the Hurricanes used a sturdy defense and a strong game from sophomore running back Jaden Blue to stun perennial power of the Woodlands 28 14. In 5A, Azel, the Hornets rallied from a 35-14 halftime deficit, and Nicholas Cavedo booted through a game-winning 42-yard field goal in the final seconds to knock off previously unbeaten Crowley, 48-47. In 4A, Carthage, in a state-ranked matchup of two of the best programs in East Texas, the Bulldogs used a second-half surge and a bruising defensive effort to take down Pleasant Grove, 35-14. In 3A, Rice, Tanner Carlisle ran for the game tying touchdown and two point conversion in the final seconds to force overtime, and Tommy Bernal plunged in for the game winning score in the extra frame as the Bulldogs squeaked past Blooming Grove, 33-25. In 2A Weimer, the Wildcats defense was the dominant force in a battle of 2A unbeaten, surging past Flatonia, 19-7. And finally, in 1A Bynum, Dakota, Dakota, Dakota oh my gosh, I'm gonna get this. <laughs> Dakota Meinarsic. Hey, Dakota Meinarsic ran for 278 yards and five scores in the Bulldogs, held on uh, late to win a memorable matchup with Iredell, 46-44. to So those are your week six Dave Campbell's Texas Football Teams of the Week. In 6A, Klein Kane; In 5A, Azel. In 4A, Carthage. In 3A, Rice. In 2A, Weimer; And in 1A, Bynum. Congratulations to all the schools. We salute you. For more information, visit texasfootball.com. We're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon. TexasFootball.com. You know the thing. We're here. All right. It's now time to wrap it all up with a nice campus crawl. It's a campus crawl. Once again, mystery order. If you can name the order in the comments, you can... Uh,
1: you can win yourself a pat on the back. You
0: can win yourself a little tussle of your hair.
1: <laughs> oh, you did it. Good job, kiddo. It.
0: All right. So here's here is the campus crawl. We'll start... Texas A&M They didn't play. They had a week off. They were preparing to host number one, no, number two now. Two. Alabama. So they're not even gonna play the number one team. They'll be fine. <laughs> what? Uh, so actually spot actually they will have played two number two teams because Ooh, they played Clemson, Clemson when they were number two. Mm-hmm. And now they're gonna play Alabama when they're number two. They'll have a chance. Maybe if Georgia goes up to number two, they might play Jim. <laughs> and by the way, LSU could be number two. Maybe what if they just play what if they played four number twos. although they'd have to probably beat one. Yes. In order for that to happen. They'll be underdogs. But anyway, I haven't seen a line yet on that game, but uh, they will be underdogs. Anyway, Texas go on the road. And again, started off a little bit slow. Uh, getting out of the gates, but they finished, they surged late. Um, I'm starting to wonder if Rashawn Johnson is just a good running back. And I think that because he was such a good quarterback in, in high school, I think we've, we kind of penciled him in as a quarterback spot. But he was really solid running the ball in this game. He was by far their most effective runner. Mm-hmm. Um, he was excellent. Ran for 20, 121 yards. Devin DuVernay had a nice coming out party, especially in the early going when they were struggling to find some, some offense. And the defense uh, came up big. Picked off Austin Kendall four times. Mm-hmm. Um, the the turnovers were really the that's what won the game for Texas. Without those turnovers, that could have gotten real dicey in a hurry. But their defense stepped up big, and that's what we were waiting for from that secondary was coming up with those big plays. They came up with a number of splash plays in a game that Sam Ellinger was okay. It wasn't his best game. No. He was okay, but he was he was good when it counted. Um, and they are undefeated, ranked number 11 now, and taking on Oklahoma in a game that perhaps you've heard about. So that is Texas. Next up, UTSA. Well, how about that? Now, I mean, it helps, yeah. it helps when you're playing UTEP, right? They, they got a dub as a dub. They, uh, a dub as a dub. The defense was really, really solid. Um, I know it doesn't take a lot against UTEP, but they were really solid. Uh, they jumped out early and they finished strong. Uh, they ran the ball. Noel Narcisse rather ran for 115 yards, but the real the star of this game was Sincere McCormick, the freshman running back. at a Converse Judson was sensational in this game. 181 189 yards and a touchdown. He was very good. The all, look, they still they still can't throw the ball, right? They miss Frank Harris desperately throwing the ball, but they've got to be able to run the ball, and they ran the ball. They ran the ball for 320 yards in this game. That will play. That was really good, and the defense stepped up in a big way. Uh, defense stepped up in a big way and, and held UTEP to 2 of 12 on fourth on third down. That is how you win a ball game. Um, that is a nice bounce back win and I got to tell you that felt like the kind of game that if they had lost that game you start wondering if Frank Wilson has a job today. Yes. That was a good win for UTSA an important win. Um, obviously still work to do. Uh, they take on UAB this week uh, but overall wins are wins. That's what you need.
1: A dub is a dub.
0: dub is a dub. Don't apologize for dubs. Next up, Texas Tech. Well, okay. Yeah. Uh look at I, those I red raiders. I think <laughs> it's just a reminder, and I tweeted this. I think it's just a reminder that it is a chore to play in Lubbock. Yeah. For opponents. We it talked just, about that earlier. This it is week. just not fun. Like the atmosphere the atmosphere is 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 the kind that just like wears you down. Um they picked off Spencer Sanders three times. Um, that game got. And, and they they forced to. They had five total turnovers. That was really, really solid. But more importantly, Jet Duffy was really good.
1: hmm.
0: 424 yards and four touchdowns passing. Um, he ran the ball for a score. They were able to run the ball a little bit with Sir Roderick Thompson, but they didn't need it because they had a really nice game from him. Uh, TJ Faster and Eric Enzukanma were their two best receivers, and they were really good in this game. Um, look, that's, again,. That was a really nice. That gets the taste out of your mouth for the last two weeks, last two games. That is a really nice win. Um, and by the way, when you take a look at their schedule, right? You still got Kansas. You still got Iowa State on the, you know, on on the horizon. And then you got to win one more to get bowl eligible, right? It's either Baylor, Iowa State. You got to, you got to steal one basically right. to get bowl eligible. But if Jeff Duff, Jeff Duffy keeps playing that way, you never know. That was a really really good game. That game, like I said, that game got hairy late. They were in complete command of that game or that game. And then it got a little dicey towards the end, but they pulled it off and Texas Tech. That was a good, good, good win um, for them at home against, against number two, a ranked opponent.
1: Paul Roberts said, uh, he said the stands were full and loud Saturday with plenty of tortillas. Apparently there was a like mass of tortillas at this game. More so than usual. Love it.
0: Love it. More tortillas. Yes. More tortillas. Raise the flag. (laughs) UTEP. Uh, All right. Let's talk about it. Um, the bottom line of it is that they still can't run the ball, and when you are struggling at the quarterback spot, they ended up putting in Brandon Jones, who was okay, but by okay I mean he threw for one hundred and forty yards and a score. They they've got to be able to run the ball, and they just simply can't right now. They got Josh Fields a little bit of run; he ran the ball four times for twenty five yards, but they on on the whole they ran thirty times for ninety nine yards, and of those, um, you know, the majority of it came from from the running backs, but. I mean, they've got to be able to run the ball. The defense, you know, got gashed on the ground, and like I'm just starting to wonder. Like you, you start looking at their schedule, you start wondering if there's another win on there. I mean, New Mexico State down the road is is, is a game you probably should be able to you should should be able to steal. You know, they're undefe- or not steal. They're undefeated, or the, rather, they're winless. Uh, between them and Rice, but like it's going to be a long stretch here because unless they figure something out offensively, they're just they're just riding the struggle bus offensively. It's going to be it's going to be tough for them. Oh, oh, something in the Slack chat that's interesting. Shadrick Banks from Nor- uh, from North Shore just tweeted uh, one nine back in business, which he's number nineteen, which would be very good for North Shore. Anyway, yes. Next up, Rice. This game was weird because there was a long weather delay at halftime. Um, they were down uh, just 21-20 at halftime. And it felt like... And then in the third quarter, UAB outscored them 14-0. And that was a ball game. They lost third, 35-14. So, I, I don't know. I, I kind of want to give them a little bit of a pass for that. But in the end, the, the defense just wasn't good enough. Um and the passing game just continues to be too inconsistent. Wiley Green was 15 of 34, 161 yards to two scores. But, you know, they, they, I think they found something in Aston Walter. I think he is a go to running back, although he did have, his numbers are a little bit inflated by one long run that he had. I think Austin Trammell's a game breaker. I really like what he brings to the table in the passing game. But they're just too inconsistent in the, off, in, in the passing game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, you know, all, and that's just not going to cut it, especially on the road. Now they go to UTSA.
1: Which
0: I mean, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. The
1: Alabama can get pretty loud there sometimes, yeah. so but we'll
0: get, we'll, you know, we'll get a, a decent test there. But overall, uh, disappointing for for them. But uh, there's that that weather delay, which makes it very odd. Next up, Baylor. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, again, a slow start that came al- came on late. Um, Charlie Brewer got hurt in this game, but it sounds like he's going to be he's going to be cleared to play. Mm-hmm. Um, the running game got going late. Uh, with you, Michael Hasty and John Lovett? They th- that got going late. Tyquan Thornton made a couple really nice catches in this game, uh, but the the name of the game here was the defense. The defense, if you are able to keep the running game, if you're able to keep the running game for Kansas State in check, and they did, they held the three yard to carry. <clears throat> if you if you hold them in check, and you make Skylar Thompson try to beat you through the air, they're not going to be able to. So that was what was very impressive. I think the defense came up with big play after big play. The front seven continues to be a really nice surprise for Baylor's, de- Baylor's defense. They've been very good up front. Uh, and yeah, look, they're 5-0. and
1: Yeah, they are undefeated. That's 5-0 and and got to feel like... And,
0: and, and they take on Tech this week at home. Or, 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 yeah, they take on Tech this week at home. They'll be favored in that game. Um, they win that game and suddenly they're bowl eligible and you can kind of dust off your hands and feel a lot better about the way things are going. But uh, overall... Excellent, excellent start for Baylor. They are ranked, by the way, number twenty-two.
1: When is the last time Baylor has been five
0: and zero? Uh, probably uh, not too. You know too what? Long They might ago, have been. They might have been five and zero the year that they had the interim coach. up Troj, P- okay. got fired. Maybe I would need to check that. Next up, TCU. Uh, that was good. That was not good. No. And 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 they made they made Brock Purdy look really good um max duggan you know for all it it seems like if it's not one thing it's together right they it's very clear that iowa state sold out to stop the run and they did a good job uh darius anderson was held in check Shea luna could not get anything going they sold out to start to stop the run and max duggan was not terrible in this game he was not terrible in this game But he missed throw after throw after throw, and it's so obvious that they are one player away. If they had a a solid quarterback, because Jalen Rager's a stud, and he had had both touchdown receptions in this game. Um, If they had... um, But then they also came up with a... you know, They gave up a defensive score. The bottom line of it is that the defense had an off game. Defense didn't play well. I think everybody would admit that. Defense did not play well. They made Brock Purdy look good. And... The Iowa State defense sold out to stop the run and said, "You got to beat us, Max Duggan." And the bottom line is, Max Duggan in that passing game just can't pass the ball mm-hmm. down the
1: field. No, I like that. Uh, Sean sent a stat in the Slack chat, uh, and it was like Rager had only had four catches for forty-five Rager, yards. Jalen Rager, like Rager this year.
0: Jalen Rager this year through. Are they five and and0 oh? Have they played five games? Is that right? Yes. Or, or, or three and two. Yeah. They played five games. Through five games, he has 15 catches for 186 yards and three touchdowns. Like, Jalen Rager is like a super elite receiver, and he's just not getting used.
1: And that team. shows the quarterback. Like, that that whole quarterback situation over right. there should not, should not be that way, at the, especially at this point in the season. That's exactly
0: right. So, Houston had the week off. Now they get number 25 Cincinnati coming to their barn. Um...
1: That's a big one.
0: This is a big one. This feels like a big one. You know, you want to prove that things are back. You know, you went on the road and beat North Texas. That was good. This would be a really signature win if they can get this at home against Cincinnati. Next up, SMU. Well, what a game. It wasn't pretty, (laughs) um, at least in the early going. They rallied from a huge deficit to come back and win. Uh, They were down 24 points in this game um, and came back and won. 21 points in this game. It came back and won.
1: 21 in the fourth quarter. 21 I'm fairly in the fourth sure. Quarter. Yeah.
0: yeah. Came back and won. And again, th- I mean, they're undefeated. Basically, you know, Tulsa missed what would have been a game winning field goal in double overtime. Uh, but again, I think that SMU's at the point where they can't start complaining about style points. Mm-mm. They've just got like wins are wins. And by the way, they are one of two teams in the nation that are 6 and 0. It's them and Ohio State. That's it. Um, it's a great, it's a great win. It's a gutty win. There are obviously red flags. Okay, obviously red flags. That was not a good defensive effort. No, but they came up with three interceptions. Um, that's not that. Look, that the, there are red flags all about. But the bottom line of it is that they are six and zero. They are two and zero. It's a results. It's a results oriented business. They'll be big favorites this week against Temple, uh, and then they'll go to Houston, which will be really interesting. So. Um, yeah, that is a that is a, they get a they get a bye week and then they go to Temple a well earned bye week six and zero oh, sitting pretty are the Mustangs.
1: You know if they could if Houston could beat Cincinnati is who you said right mm-hmm. if they could beat that and then SMU takes a bye week and then goes that that will be a huge oh, yeah. game down in Houston.
0: Absolutely, that suddenly it would be the kind of game that we were hoping it would be. Yeah. Oh yeah. Maybe kind of reversed order, but anyway. Yeah. North Texas, what they do this week? Bye week. Beat the heck out of bye. as did Texas State they had a bye week as well Uh, so that is your campus crawl we wrapped it up did anybody guess the order
1: Um, we had a couple different guesses a couple people said size of school which is not accurate because North Texas or enrollment at least would have been third so I know that one's not right what about sacks allowed nope Um, opponent ranking nope let's see rushing touchdowns allowed nope performance against the spread nope Campus square mileage. Nope. Well, then you fooled everyone. I'm sure you're very excited about that, Mr. Football.
0: Stadium capacity.
1: Ah. From
0: Texas A&M down to Texas State. Stadium capacity. Texas A&M, Texas, UTSA, Texas Tech, UTEP, Rice, Baylor, TCU, Houston, SMU, North Texas.
1: I'm, I'm Texas. impressed that Ford Gerald Stadium is larger, has a larger capacity than uh, than Apogee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. crazy.
0: Mm-hmm. It's big. Yeah. It's got I a mean, big capacity. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah so okay and that is our campus crawl and that will lead us to america's second favorite segment final thoughts
1: um let's see so, uh derek del rio said so if mount vernon beats jefferson will they be in the top 10 next week
0: almost certainly uh i'm i i'll have to see how things shake out i also want to see how they do it but if they beat jefferson this is kind of the game we've been waiting for um because every other team they've beat although they beat Hugh Springs so they have a transitive win over over Jefferson already. Um, but this is a legit state ranked team on the road. If they beat this then Mount Vernon will almost certainly be ranked. I would say it would it would take something really bizarre for them not to be ranked at that point. Cuz they're at they're in they're in the top they're probably like a 15th right now, 16th yeah. that that range.
1: Um and then uh, that one was from Derek del Rio uh, Lance Pickle said at the collegiate level what does Comante Ingram bring that's so special
0: Keontae Ingram mm-hmm. um he's kind of an old school running back in the sense that I feel like he could be an every down back and that's kind of going you know it's some, like old school Texas. he is he is a he's a bruising running back I think that he's I think that he's physical I think he's also got really good cutback ability in the sense that if something's not there he's got the vision to cut it back and, and, and find a little seam um now, Rashawn Johnson's been excellent as running backs. Uh, but I think that Keontae Ingram, the biggest thing is that he's just got to stay healthy. He's got to get right. When he's healthy, I think he's really explosive, and he gives them a, an element in the running game that makes Texas pretty dangerous. He'll be a big player this week against, uh, against Oklahoma. They're going to need him in a big way.:
1: mm-hmm. And then one more here. Adam James wants a clarification. He said, okay, can you give me an explanation as to why Fort Worth Nolan is number two when they are six and0, mm-hmm. and they just beat a team that TCCH barely beat, and TCCH is four and one.
0: Because uh, Trinity Hill Christian has played a tougher schedule.
1: That's it. Uh we'll go one more here then. Uh Mies wants to know can we surprise call Max in the off season and uh when the show isn't that busy?
0: We'll see. Stay
1: tuned. <laughs> and that, that'll do it. That's what do it do for us.
0: <laughs> Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at TCTF like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave campbells Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave campbells and of course see us at TexasFootball.com. Thanks again to Bobby Flores, the head coach of the five and McAllen McGallonroe Warriors. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please get your player of the year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow on Texas Football today. Thank you.